0: Uh, greetings, everybody. Pastor Tim Karskett, here, Christian Center, Street Board our Day Podcast. So glad you joined us today. We're finishing up a word we started yesterday about buckle up. Everything's about to be shaken. Let's answer the question today, what is the Lord shaking right now? As well as what will He be shaking in the future? All right. Let's, let's hear what the Lord's saying about this. message. turn it around. God, turn it around, God turn it around. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. God turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. It will, it will come in the name of Jesus. That's what we're believing for. And you know, one of the keys to that is when that which is not as not of him gets removed. And so we're going to talk about that today. Well, it's Tuesday. It is the 13th day of October, 2022. We're racing toward the holidays. Hanukkah starts this coming weekend. We'll have our special Hanukkah service on Sunday, the 18th, uh, celebrating the the amazing story behind the the Hanukkah story, and uh, we're looking forward to that, and uh, releasing that for our house and for all those that uh, follow us, and and uh, it's an amazing historical story, and it has a ton of revela- relevance to us today, where we are, what we're going through, as the the Maccabees in that story had to deal with how the culture had shifted and moved away from God and was into idolatry and false worship and that's kind of where the world is right now. So we'll we'll share that Sunday. So uh, if you'd like to follow us, you can do that online next Sunday or you can watch the replay. Well, God bless you. I want to finish the word I started yesterday about buckle up, everything that can be shaken. I know that's not an exciting word. It isn't if you don't understand what God's up to. It is if you see the beauty and the love in which he's doing it. And you can say, well, how can that be, Pastor Jim? You know, how can shaking and going through wild hardships and so forth, how can that be redemptive? Well, and we laid it out yesterday a little bit. I don't want to come before the Lord thinking that what I'm doing is holy, pure, righteous, good, When in fact, it is not. Maybe it's selfish, prideful, self-seeking, full of ambition, whatever my motive may be. And so shaking comes in order that I can find out what is the pure and what is the profane. And we talked about that out of Jeremiah 15 yesterday as well. And I want to pick up on this and help you understand the goodness of God in the midst of this. We must see that that the world shaking has a purpose it's just it's harder when you're the one who's affected by it let's say god's gonna judge your city or your state or your country well you live in that city you live in that state you live in that country that means you have to go through the storm it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous so you have to endure it. Now he gives you the grace, the ark of safety to be in him. That's the beauty of it. But you know, when 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 a tidal wave hit Indonesia many years ago, you remember, uh, a couple hundred thousand people died. Well, there were Christians that died. You understand, it wasn't just lost people. So that's the hard part about sometimes when things like this happen is that the righteous suffer as well as the unrighteous, and. Can we embrace what God's trying to do? Is our life so important to us that we can't believe for God's justice to come in what he's shaking? You know, that's a very difficult thing to do. You know, what if your company is, is a, a, you know, doing something wrong and they're going to get caught by the government? Well, you work there, right? It affects you. So your heart gets revealed when shakings come, I promise you. I promise you, you're going to find out why you're there, why you're doing what you're doing, because the the shaking reveals that it's his presence wherever his presence is. That which is of not, not what is not of him becomes evident to you and evident to all. So out of Hebrews twelve was our passage uh, where he talks about this story. He quotes out of Hosea. I mean, sorry, Haggai. Uh, the second chapter, sixth verse, when he said, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. I remember a dream I had many years ago where I saw islands and just floating in the ocean. I saw pieces of land masses fall off. And, and I thought, What is this? And I knew it was the end time shaking that was going to come. And I begin to think now, when I look at it, possibly it could be even natural that some of that could happen in the natural, that God would shake everything. That's what he says here, right? If we're going to take the word uh, as a literal part of it, it, says this expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of the things which can be shaken as uh, as of the created things, and those things which cannot be shaken may remain. It says, therefore, since we have a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God acceptable service and reverence and all for our God is a consuming fire. And he warns, you know, this is, he's going to shake the heavens and the earth. That's what he says. I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. And that is what I want to focus on today, uh, in the few minutes that we have here, um, as we share about that and, and what happens here. And I think, you know, if you, are in a place like i said it's a hard scene to look at when you are part of the shaking that's going on and where where it's happening Uh, but the bible does say these things will fall they will and the earth will be shaken revelation 6 this is part of the unfolding prophetic vision of what john saw for the last days in the 6th chapter twelfth verse he says in I looked and when he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black and sackcloth and the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs. And when it was shaken by a mighty wind, then the sky receded and the scroll went and rolled up and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. Now, that's a scary scripture. And oh, well, thank God that's in tribulation. I won't be here. Well, you don't know that. What if your theology is wrong about tribulation? Rapture. Okay. So I always say prepare your hearts for anything that could happen. You know, in that passage in the sixth chapter, he was trying to get the people to repent. That's what he did. He was trying to get them to turn from their wicked way. They had embraced Babylon, the harlot, the world. And he was trying to do the shaking that he shared there in that verse because he wanted them. And the Scripture says in that chapter that they refused, you know, uh, they will eventually refuse, refuse to repent. And, and that's what we must understand, that God wants a repentant heart. Now, I don't think we can fully understand all that, that and how that's going to happen. But the heavenly bodies will be shaken. The Word says that. Remember when the Lord said in verse uh, 29 of Matthew 24, he says, the Lord said, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And that's part of the prophetic discourse of Jesus on the Mount of Olives, which led to his return, right? Matthew 24, 29 says, and immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heavens will be shaken. I don't Think any of us, me included, fully understand. But apparently, everything that we associate with heavens will be shaken, which is exactly what God said to Haggai, as I was reading there early. I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And that re- writer in Hebrews says that everything can be, will be. Why? Because God wants to reveal and demonstrate a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And one way to prove it is to let everything that can be shaken to be shaken. I don't know what it is about people, but we have a tendency to constantly lean on what we can trust in and what our hope is in. And God so wants us to function and love him and love him alone and trust him and trust him alone. That's why he says in Jeremiah Jeremiah seventeen he says, "Cursed is the one who looks to man for strength." And the writer of Hebrews says, "We have such a kingdom; we have something that cannot be shaken." But it's not in any of the things that that we've talked about in the natural. So you need to ask yourself, and I need to ask myself, "Where is my kingdom? What is my kingdom?" What, in, what am I putting my trust in that cannot be shaken? That's why Paul said, no longer I live. I'm crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. Because when you're at that place, nothing the devil can do to you or anybody else can do to you can be shaken. Because your trust is not in your human life and your existence. You've died to that. And you're crucified with him so you know that your kingdom is a resurrection kingdom. And we can be like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego when they're thrown in that fire. They said whether he delivers us or not, delivers us or not, we're, we're not going to move. <laughs> we are going to trust in the Lord. And that's where God's trying to do, to get us to. And so if you if we ask the question today, what is God shaking? He's shaking every human structure. Every structure that we have that puts trust in some system, some body, some ministry, some whatever, and rather not in the kingdom of God. And so if you go back to Isaiah, in Isaiah 24, uh, the, the first few verses, if you keep reading there, it goes on, Behold, the Lord makes the earth empty and makes it waste. He distorts its surface and he scatters abroad its inhabitants. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant and with the master, as with the maid and with the mistress, as with the buyer, so with the sailor, as with the lender, so with the borrower; and as with the creditor, so will be the debtor. God is very specific. There will be nobody exempted from the shaking. Isn't that interesting? He lists just about everybody he could list there. We tend to think, that wealth and social position can provide security. But Isaiah tells us neither. The master will be in the same position as the servant, the mistress with the maid, the creditor with the lender. No form of financial security will be effective. So here we are. And I think that when Jesus said, either you serve me or serve mammon, I think it wasn't only talking about idolatry. I think he was also talking about our trust because there's those two kingdoms, the kingdom of finance, little K, and the kingdom of God, big K. And where are you going to put your trust in? I've been there. Uh, I, I love the kingdom process. I love the kingdom provision better than I love the world system. And I have found Over and over again, that the righteous will not be caught begging for bread. He doesn't forsake us. He always finds a way of provision. I have taught and we have practiced our giving uh, in our house and everybody that walks with us and have seen miracle after miracle. I'm not saying it's always perfect and fast, but I am telling you eventually God is faithful to your obedience, especially when you give it for the right reasons and the right heart. God loves a cheerful giver. And I have no doubts. Uh, My battle is, am I given enough? You know, have I held back because of just selfishness? Not not so much out of, I don't believe he'll bless me, but out of, uh, I think I want this for myself. And I'm dying to that too. I think we all do. But we're in a moment right now. What is God shaking? He's shaking every structure that's not built on him. The Lord is about to have a move in the spirit. We're, at the, we're moving into this great awakening that we're having right now. And you know what's waking us up? The shaking. It will do that. I've shared that before. The Sousa Street Revival was a shaking because there was a shaking in San Francisco of, a earth, of an earthquake that almost destroyed the entire city. And the prophetic word was Los Angeles was next. And they heard that word and they broke and repented and cried out. And the result of that fear of the coming shaking was revival, Pentecostal revival that has not stopped since 1906. So see, shaking is to move us and awaken us. So what is God shaking right now? He's shaking everything that's keeping the church asleep. Let's pray right now. Let's pray that it wakes up. You and I wake up. Father, I repent for putting my trust and any of us putting our trust In any human institution Whether it be the economic system Or somebody that we think can take care of us We put our trust in you You alone are our provider We lean upon you Because you're coming out of the wilderness With what we need for this hour Bless them Father today With this revelation As you shake everything that can be In the name of Yeshua we bless yeah. you today, Lord, and thank you for this wisdom. Amen Baby. and amen. All right, see you tomorrow. Well, thanks again for listening. Again, thank you for those who sowed into our staff offering. We talked about that last week. And if you weren't able to give, just go to our website, ChristianCenterStreetPort.com, or our app and put give and just put staff uh, Christmas party, I mean, Christmas offering, whatever you want to call it. And they'll receive that. Our whole staff will. We have about 10 staff members, and we wanted to bless them this year. Keep listening to us on all our platforms and please share these podcasts with your friends. We're so thankful that this part of our ministry has been a blessing to you and you are to us. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.